You know, I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time. Please, it's terrible. No, it's not. I know June. She's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty. Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass. Welcome to Above the Garage, a Nick and June, The Handmaid's Tale podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome to our spoiler-free analysis of Season 2, Episode 10, which is The Last Ceremony. Let's do our round of introductions and dive in. Hi, I'm Scarlett. Hi, I'm Marigold. Hi, I'm Ginger. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Kate. So this episode starts lovely. Emily is being raped by a whole new man. Exciting. And June's doing the voiceover. The typical, you treat it like a job, an unpleasant job to be gotten through as fast as possible. Kissing is forbidden. This makes it bearable. One detaches oneself. One describes an act of copulation, fertilization, perhaps. No more to you than a bee is to a flower. You seal yourself. You pretend not to be present, not in the flesh. You leave your body. And this guy's orgasm is so gross. I really hope he dies. (laughs) And he does. (laughs) Roy was his name, as it turns out, because the wife is yelling it. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. And it's so like, I love, I love the rest of the scene because Emily's hilarious. Like the way that she's watching on her like elbows, like some casual scene is playing out in front of her and the wife's like, get help. And she's like, oh, the odds are better if I remain on my back, <laughs> remain laying down. And the look that she gives her, like, she's a monster. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And so like, then the wife like rushes downstairs, which is nice because then gives Emily a chance to kick him a couple times. I just brilliant scene. And she stepped on his uh, private parts, which I never noticed before. Oh, yeah. She stomped like on him. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he deserved that stomp. Had it coming. Yeah. Rewatching this, like, I'm like, damn, Emily is such a badass. I, di- I like, <laughs> didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She's way less timid than I ever thought like I thought she played a little more timid and then behind the scenes but no she's angry and badass 100% of the time it's just her look that I don't know somehow it's just perfect because mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect it of her I don't know that was some sort of prejudice of me but so then it's June at the market what what are the skulls she's looking at I, I think no they're idea. the no oh gross like do they eat that <laughs> it looks like like dogs I mean I, I don't I'm not good at identifying I'm sure it's not but I was looking for work. I was like, where's the description? And then I was like, oh, shit, it's Gilead. There's no words yeah. anywhere. I don't know. They seem too small to be like cow's head. Yeah, they're really small and pointed. What would they be used for? Aren't they at the meat market? Yeah, we have these um, like huge iguanas here in, I'm in Puerto Rico. And they seem similar, but I have no idea. I've never seen like a skull of one of those, but yeah. it looked reptile-like. It was just gross. We don't have huge reptiles here though. Maybe in the deep dive, I'll Google that because I'm curious. So the handmaids are gossiping about whether he died inside Emily or not. And <laughs> June's just being affected by things. And I think she's trying to make her way over to Emily and she's got to go by Eden first, who's being especially mm. Eden-like. And she is excitedly thinking about baking a sweet custard pie for tonight. And June says, okay, as if she absolutely could not care less because she absolutely could not care less. 
exactly. <laughs> but Isaac says it sounds good to me, and they clearly fancy each other. I hate Isaac though, since the last episode when he uh, hit Janine in the face with the butt of his gun. Anyway, uh, and she's like doubled over then afterwards, like like pain, cramping, something's going on. But she does make it over to Emily and Janine. And Janine, happily probably, because it's Janine, tells her that Emily's getting a new posting. And June's like desperate to get a message to Emily, like to get through to her. Like, don't mm-hmm. give up. You're more made it to Canada. You can make it to Canada and get back to Oliver. And she's like, whatever. I'm not his mother anymore. And I love how Emily is just, I mean, how June's like so tough and like, no, you listen to me, you know, we're all, we're going to get to Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And June uh, also like, when what she's saying isn't getting through to her, she switches to trying to make her feel guilty. She's like, your son is in Canada safe. Like you, you can't give up. I, at least you have that. I don't have that. And then she goes, it appears to go into labor. Everyone's very excited. Oh, and then the next shot is the ambulance pulling up at the Waterford's house. And I love the scene. I love this. Um, there's lots of excited Martha's and wives on the street, but Nick is like, gets there first and opens the doors and he looks like very concerned at first and she's so happy to see him the smile on her face in the ambulance is adorable and this time I noticed for the first time Eden kind of looks up at Isaac like I don't know guiltily but they haven't done anything yet so I don't think it was required but she does look up at him and he helps her down and when he sees her she's okay he smiles at her and she smiles at him and it's all loving and adorable it's their heart heart eyes eyes. yeah My favorite. I mean, like, I honestly was trying to pretend I rewound it and tried to pretend like they were two people that didn't love each other. And like, there's no way anyone could not tell watching that scene. <laughs> yeah. So that's, the, that's what makes me laugh. I really, really love this scene so much, but it's hilarious to me that like, <laughs> there are so many people yes, all they, staring at them. They yeah. do not care. They, they only have eyes for each other. It's like mm-hmm. everything falls away. And actually what I thought was really funny that I don't really think I've paid attention before. Nick did not look at Eden once. Like, I don't think he, <laughs> no. I don't think he realized she was there. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't yeah. acknowledge her, which I just thought was. And she is there the whole yeah. time, like staring at them. It's. Pretty... I mean, this was obviously the scene when she realizes that Nick is in love with June. Yeah. yeah I mean, pretty much. Mm-hmm. it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. She's putting it together there. Exactly. Yeah. It's impossible for the stupidest person on the planet to have not seen that in that scene. It's crazy. And I love it. It's also like another one of those little like tiny moments of normalcy where they're just two people who are about to have a baby. It's like they don't care to think about what's going to happen once that baby comes. Yeah. But I think that's actually in the script now, or that screen. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should post that this week on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. The script to screen. And it says this is like their moment as a, you know, family. Yeah. 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 Moment. They're going to bring their baby into the world, even though it's going to be taken away from them. They're ignoring it's, that part for the moment. Moment is theirs. Yeah. And it's just sweet that like, even though this is an awful thing and like, they're going to have a baby who's going to be ripped away from them and raised by the Waterfords. It's like, they can, they have that ability with each other to just forget that for a minute and just, yeah. you know, well, it's because it's yeah. it can't be changed. It is their baby, even though they, it will be taken. It, doesn't change that baby's DNA. It's their yeah. baby being brought into the world. They can't take that away from them, at least. No. Um, I think it's sweet. Like, you know, as soon as he realizes she's healthy, she's okay, he smiles and says, let's go up. And they start walking up the stairs and he's got his arm around her. And I think he's holding mm-hmm. her hand with the other one. And they just literally just hard eyes each other the entire way up the stairs. And it's um, the sweetest. And it's snowing and it's just a beautiful scene. I, I love that early on they figured out how well the handmade cloaks work with snow. 
Yeah. Um, and they produce snow for like most scenes because it really yeah. is beautiful. I love that in this scene too, like this is the only time that it would be acceptable for Nick to like Touch show her. any physical yeah affection yeah. in public. Mm-hmm. I was like, And oh. he takes advantage um, and eats at the bottom of the stairs watching them still looking really sad. But like yeah. not only he's got his hand on her back, but he's also holding her hand. So I yeah. feel like he's like, let me take all my hands and <laughs> put them on her for one moment that I can <laughs> It's super sweet until Serena bursts out and bursts their bubble and she kneels before mm-hmm. her and spits out some crazy Bible stuff while Nick looks miserable. He puts his like hand on his head and he makes eye contact with June. And I took a couple pictures of that um, just <laughs> on my iPad because I really like the look. I'll just send it to you guys. And then she stands and she grabs June's hand and she tries to get June to revel in her baby kidnapping with her. And Serena says, we did it, Alfred. And this is the will of God and we should rejoice and be glad in it. And June death stares her and says, no one knows the things of God. And then walks around I just, I hate that when she says that. It's how delusional is she to think that they did it? And and that June will be like, we did. I mean, (laughs) I mean, she has told June that, I mean, as soon as this baby's born, you're out of here. We're taking it from you and we're shipping you off. And I can't believe that she thought June would have any type of reaction towards that her yeah like now they're a team again (laughs) yeah now they're a team Mm -hmm. yeah in about a few hours you're gonna take that baby from my arm and you're gonna ship me off like get out of here lady yeah (laughs) oh it is infuriating but I do love that like Nick and June just continue their like sweet walk after that yeah Yeah. they're like whatever like the middle finger to her And, and he also turns back and like death stares her, which is good because he, mm-hmm. he doesn't get enough death stares at Serena. I and love the Nick death stares and he, it's like he reserves them for Serena and I just love it. Well, Fred too, but. Fred, I feel like mm-hmm. more, but I, I, I enjoy the Serena one. Just as a side note though, yeah. now when I watch this scene, I think of that article where they said that they sing Taylor Swift when they go inside. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they did when they uh, got inside as actors, obviously not characters. And then June's in Serena's bedroom for what she thinks will be the last time. And she puts her hand on the bedpost when she's having a cramp. But when she realizes yeah. she's got her hand on the bedpost, she seems like disgusted and takes it away and walks away. Mm-hmm. And she's looking lovingly at her baby. And then she hears footsteps of the handmaids and Aunt Lydia's orders. And I love that little moment with her and her baby. Like there's just like a moment of peace. And then it was super sweet. Yeah. And- too short there are birds chirping um yeah we always you know kind of talk about that Mm -hmm. yeah which is nice though especially after she was like checking out of that pregnancy like Mm -hmm. you know in episode five and yeah so like it's nice to see her bonding again connection yeah Yeah. Uh, and then janine runs in first and she's super psyched and tells the baby (laughs) little one it's time to come out and aunt lydia's just spouting more righteousness at her i don't even know what she's saying and Emily looks angry for her. Um, downstairs, Rita's excited the flowers are arriving. Nixon's study with commanders looking uh, kind of pissed off and probably nervous. And they're praising another commander for having had his own baby and not needing a handmaid. And he hear, overhears other commanders like demeaning June and just looks pissed. Something that caught my attention is that yeah. they were talking about Commander Forrest and his they said you know that he just got promoted because of his wife's pregnancy. I mean, I know we haven't heard anything about that anymore but it it was curious to me that he got a promotion just because he got his wife pregnant Mm -hmm. right so that's why I think Fred looked at him kind of jealously because he knows like this new crop of men seems to be fertile Mm -hmm. the ones that are about you know 10 to 15 years younger maybe that 
you know, were in like Nick's positions. They were guardians mm-hmm. assigned wives and now they're moving up because they can impregnate their wives. And the more they'll be able to continue to do that and right. have big families. So they're kind of like a social currency to keep creating mm-hmm. these kids. And they're always, they're going to move up. They're going to keep being rewarded mm-hmm. for, you know, giving children. And Fred probably is like, oh, feels threatened and jealous. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need handmaids either. No. Well, because so. he, he said, may the Lord bless all future commanders as he blessed us. And he kind of, he looked at Fred like it was a dig to him or like a dig mm-hmm. to the yeah. Well, that's the goal of Gilead though, too, eventually, right? Is to hopefully you know, get fertility and all that stuff back in where they can phase out handmaids. I mean, I know it's a power thing too. So they'll probably always no way. use yeah. them because <laughs> there, there will always be fertility issues and yeah. people will always need their play thing. So I'm sure there'll always be supply to those who need it. Uh, yeah. Gilead sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Nick in the scene though, because like when Rita walks in, he looks so desperate for anything news yeah yeah but then like mm-hmm. as soon as he hears fred and the other commander like talking about how june is not she's fruitful and not bad looking like he's staring daggers at him mm-hmm. again one of his nick death stares and i love it yeah he's so gross These dirty old men yeah. yeah and then serena is doing the fake birth thing that's <laughs> <laughs> just horrible so creepy Mm-hmm. can't help but laugh like I laugh I, know. I, I think this is so how do they not laugh when they're doing that <laughs> I know but I think it's so funny that Zane mentioned that specifically as like a day of filming he can't stand yeah, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be in the house when the wives are doing the birth thing I just have to get out and uh, I'm like oh my god that's how I picture it because watching it <laughs> watching it for like a minute is too much so like filming it all day oh my god mm-hmm. then it's so funny because Serena it's like she actually looks serene like her name mm-hmm. and she, it's like the happiest i think we've ever seen her and it's just she's loving this she's glowing because she's in the in the spotlight yeah everybody's focused on her yeah so the fake birth thing so fucking insane when aunt lydia interrupts and they all rush up to june where they, <laughs> where they find out it was false labor and june is sitting on serena's bed just like gloating gloriously yeah uh, and emily's biting back a smile and serena <laughs> looks like she wants to murder someone I love how like June is like cradling her uh, belly, like this oh, is yes. my belly, or this is my uh, baby. Like, yeah, still my baby, Serena. It's very like power stance. Yeah, yeah, she has the power, you know. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, and that humiliated Serena. Yeah, I mean, every time you know, every time June didn't get pregnant or you know had her period or what, you know, she always like punishes her and gets angry at her for like things that she has no power over. So. June may as well gloat while she can. But then it's even more glorious because then Lydia's like, <laughs> maybe you should time the contractions next time. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> even more pissed. Everybody's there. So it's like, okay, false alarm. So it's really humiliating for her, which is oh, yeah. just amazing. I love mm-hmm. it when Aunt Lydia scolds Serena, like with the smoking. That's my favorite uh-huh. thing. Aunt Lydia's got some zingers in this episode. Like she's not my person, but I, I like her in this episode. Yeah. You can tell she does not like Serena yeah she just doesn't like her or Fred and then we see Rita opening the doors of the commander's study and whispering to Nick who looks smug I don't know Mm -hmm. something he's he's thrilled to tell Fred that it's not happening right exactly like F you yeah he he and June are both enjoying their false celebrations falling through 
and the doctor I like that Rita told Nick too I like that too yeah uh the doctor is examining June upstairs and says that her cervix is closed and she's zero percent of face and her baby isn't coming anytime soon Serena demands she be induced today she has more evidence of her not caring about the baby's health as much as she hates June but this confused me though because I mean she's like not clearly not in labor so did did nobody check her like at all it's weird (laughs) it's weird because I mean she's yeah I assumed she was in some some day of early labor you know I I don't know you would think they would make sure before they called called everybody the whole town to come (laughs) witness this birth you think they would have timed it and they would have done their check because it's possible that Serena like over the gun she's like no she's definitely having it you know Uh, okay, so they're not going to just. They said the baby is nine pounds already, though. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I don't think that that's true. I mean, she's only what five three. I mean, uh, I, I mean, you'd yes, have to. Yes, but I will say from experience, doctors are not always very accurate at predicting yeah. how much a baby weighs before <laughs> that's they come. True. That's what was, true. What was your differential? Um, I was told that my son was going to be like nine or ten pounds, and I think he was eight. Yeah. And he was a C-section baby. So he had more fluids. So like mm-hmm. he wasn't that big, but they made it sound like I was going to give birth to like a 12 pound baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And so Serena restates that June's got to go to a posting in a new district. And June says, I agree. I agree, Mrs. Waterford. It's been lovely, but it's probably best that we never see each other again. And I like the look that Aunt Lydia like looks at her and shakes her head, but she'd let her get away with it. Uh, June goes to Fred in his office and asks to be moved to Hannah's district if it's within his power, which I would have thought was a good move because you'd want to like show off his power, but it mm-hmm. was not. not a mistake. No, yes. it pissed him off. Yeah, that was a huge fires. mistake on her part. Mm-hmm. June promises she'll never, she'd never see Hannah, and Fred tells her that he's been too indulgent, spoiled her too much, and tells her to get out. And then he screams at her to get out, and she starts to leave, uh, tears in her eyes, and then she turns around, and I love this moment. And she puts mm-hmm. her hands on the desk and said, I shouldn't have expected you to understand. You have no idea what it is, what it's like to have a child of your own flesh and blood. And she has like a little head tilt and shrug and you never will. So she's just restating that you're not the father of this baby and it's delightful. Yeah. But I love that like in the past, you know, she would always like have those pauses where she turned into like manipulative june but this time like it wasn't manipulative just june. June. It was just june. <laughs> yeah I why he had such a tantrum i mean do you think some of it could have been because he was also like realizing he's gonna lose his plaything like Maybe. his handmaid because do you get a handmaid again after i don't think this? so yeah and we know he likes his toys yeah I mean, he was embarrassed too though right i mean yeah. i think it was a lot of things but i wonder if yeah. he was like processing like okay, this is it for me too. Like she's going to be gone. Yeah. I'm here with Serena and this baby. That's not even mine. <laughs> June is very like feisty in this episode and in contrast to the fact that she's about to run out of time. So she's kind of leaving with a bang because once she yeah. has the baby, she's not going to have any any power play. She's just going to be sent out. So she's just running her mouth <laughs> left and right. And I love yeah. it. And obviously nothing's going to happen to her, but I wonder you know, because she's trying to find a way to get something, you know, at least see Hannah uh-huh. and she's not getting it. And even if she's not getting it, she's like, I'm leaving with a bang. I'm just going to run my mouth. I love it. I do too. Quite enjoyable. But she's really pissing off the waterfronts, uh, both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
So right, Serena frantically gardening. Yes, Serena, and when she's <laughs> upset, she frantically gardens. And that's what she's doing. And Fred goes in there. I mean, they mainly talk in the greenhouse. They don't talk much. Um, Fred goes into the greenhouse to complain about June. And Serena's all ready for that. She's teary-eyed saying she she thinks June enjoyed this. She did. <laughs> she did. Yvonne is an amazing actress. I just really love her. And then Serena has to go and say something completely vile. I think the best way is the most natural way. Ah, those evil fucks. So yeah, so they're both fully guilty of this violent rape. They literally just plan it together in the greenhouse and then go execute it. But it was still Serena's idea. Yep. Uh, I get, I got so mad this time around, like madder than the first time for some reason. But I think, I think it works to Serena's advantage though, that if June didn't piss Fred off, maybe he would have, I don't know, said no or went, wouldn't have easily gone along with it. But I feel like because he's already pissed off at June, and I do think that maybe the two of them are also pissed at her because she's the reason why they're embarrassed in front of everybody mm-hmm. that this baby didn't come. So I think the combination of all that makes Fred like easily go along with her plan because he's, he's angry too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it shows Serena's state of mind because not only is a woman planning the rape of another woman, she's allowing her husband. So obviously she had issues before when she found out that Fred and June Mm. were having a thing, but now it's okay for him. Not obviously this is not a consensual relationship, but you're okay with him raping her violently at nine months pregnant. So I I really don't understand how you come back from this, but that's just my opinion. And it's a high risk pregnancy. Like even the doctor said, he doesn't even want to induce her medically because she's at a high risk and we know what happened with the whole bleeding thing so like it's even more mind-boggling that you desperately want this baby so Mm -hmm. you're gonna let your husband not just have sex with her but actually rape her Mm -hmm. and then you know which is she's a high-risk pregnancy so you are causing you may cause something awful to happen during labor where you may not get this baby but she can't even see that right and she's willing to take that risk but she hates june more than she cares about this baby fact exactly she's proven it over and over again yep and also more than she hates fred because a few episodes ago fred hit her crossed that line and now she's willing to team up with fred to do something even more horrible well she was willing to come back to gilead the next like episode for some reason that was never a deal breaker for her i don't understand i think it's interesting so like it was last episode that the rape scene was cut from the script mm-hmm. between uh, mm-hmm. Fred and Serena. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it has something to do with the rape in this episode. Like if they thought Serena wouldn't have gone along with it, you know, or she wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't have suggested it, I guess, if she was just raped recently. I feel like she would have even more so. Oh, you think so? If yeah, she wanted to hurt someone else more than she was. But either way, it's too much rape. <laughs> I agree, yeah. with, I agree with the decision yeah. and it, obviously it could go either way maybe Serena would be more compassionate I don't know it's hard yeah. to tell with Serena I don't she doesn't have compassion though like no and if she does it lasts for like five seconds and then it's gone mm-hmm. so yeah so, so June's in a room uh, talking to her baby kind of sadly like you know I'll always love you and this is my voice is your mom you know kind of like a mm-hmm. we're gonna be split up soon kind of chat and Rita comes in and says that Serena wants to see her and as June walks by Rita tearfully says I'll tell the baby about you Uh, and then when June gets to Serena's room she asks her to just please come sit on the 
bed and she does and then you hear fred's footsteps and he shuts the door and then she starts to get it and serena puts her hand on hers except she's more like holding her wrist well she started out holding her hand and then moved it to her wrist so that transition was like scary as it should be yeah and serena tells her we need to help the baby come out naturally um and yeah it's slowly dawning on june what she's intending and then she starts begging serena no like it's not safe for the baby it's dangerous for the baby stop she's yelling stop she's quoting fred's quoting some bible verse i think i, I don't even know because june's the ceremony he's is it the same one yeah, yeah he's quoting the ceremony oh, uh, i think that's the most disturbing part of this the fact that you're not only raping a, a nine-month pregnant woman but you're doing it while you're quoting the bible God. Oh. because he's justifying the ceremony they're doing the last ceremony obviously it's not you know Mm -hmm. done by Gilead no they're just trying to make themselves feel like it's acceptable and it's not because that's not even that's not even what you're supposed to be doing in Gilead the ceremony Mm -hmm. is for trying to create a baby not Uh, you know get a baby out (laughs) plus all of this goes against everything that's in the bible yeah Mm -hmm. yeah first and foremost (laughs) I even Googled like the, the science behind it. I Googled will having, <laughs> having sex uh, induce labor. Right. And it says having sex will not cause labor before your body is ready to deliver. Instead, the uterine contractions and oxytocin may simply augment the processes that are already at work. So I'm pretty sure it's the woman's orgasm that really right. induces the labor. Mm. It's both. No. It's it's softening of the cervix with the, yeah. the semen, but it, it needs the Maybe, orgasm yeah. too. And that she would not be. It does like, not apply here. Yeah. Pointless then, I guess. Yeah. I, I guarantee though, like Fred will go and write this this new ceremony into the books if he can. <laughs> Gross. Gosh, probably. Yeah, you're right. But you know what gets me too? Like again, besides the fact that we're he's raping her, like he's doing it really forcefully too. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So like, again, this is a high risk pregnancy and you're i mean um, yeah he has to do it forceful because she's fighting I back did. you know mm-hmm. i think it's a power move too though because he feels powerful yeah. it's like right. oh i put her in her place now you know yeah he seems mm-hmm. to enjoy it the fact that it's a ra- rape, rape 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 where she's right. actually mm-hmm. fighting back like even like rape. moaned i mean yes. he seemed to get off on the fact that it was her fighting back that it was a rape rape because in the you know regular ceremonies they detach themselves and they don't make a noise but this like got him off and it was disturbing yeah it was it just shows how horrible a man he is that that would excite him when he was talking to serena that's exactly what he said she's forgotten her place so that's him putting her back in her place which Mm -hmm. is even more fucked up and but as as you said megan he he enjoyed it like it was a completely different seen from what we've gotten before from the other ceremonies i think i've said it before you know even us as the audience we do know that the ceremony is rape right but we're kind of more we got more um upset over this one obviously she's pregnant and it but it was just because it was violent and i think they did that on purpose because when you go to court one of the things they ask you is did you fight back did you scream if not, it's not quote unquote a real rape, which we know it's bullshit. So it, it's, you know, it's a really hard scene to watch, but I think there's a lot of layers to it as well. Mm-hmm. But even June says like, it's a job. And even the voiceover, which comes back here, like she says, it's a job you detach. So that's why I think, even though, like you said, the other ones were rapes, they didn't feel like it because everybody's participating, even though she doesn't have a choice. 
they're more acceptable, more palatable. Right. She wasn't able to detach though, because her no. voiceover is different from the first one. She actually says, uh, not me, not my flesh. So I'm pretty sure she was also, even though she's been raped every month, she was shocked that this was happening to her this way. Well, with her child in her womb, you know, that's, yeah. it's just such a violation. I don't even know the words to describe it. But then it like makes me like, it hurts even more because she, you could see her mentally checking out the way she did in episode five with the whole Nick wedding and all that stuff, like where she got so depressed that she basically was killing herself. It's she went, it, it looked like she was going back into that same mindset, which is terrifying because mm-hmm. she almost died. Cause it broke her. Yeah. Yeah. It, and this is breaking her again. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's sending her right back there. Did you guys notice that in the next morning she's still in her handmaid's cloak when mm-hmm. Fred walks in? So like she yeah. obviously was just like catatonic. Yeah. Didn't change into her pajamas, you know? No, I think she just. I didn't notice that. That's a good point. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't even know if she slept. Who knows? Just yeah. catatonic is the, probably the correct word. Oh, it's so awful. And it also bothered me that Serena's crying because fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, so Nick's in his room, flipping his lighter, just staring at June's window, super stressed. And I don't know if you want to read the script notes for that. He was actually feeling disappointed that he wasn't going to be a father that day. It's not mm-hmm. that he was worried about June. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's how Nick played it. I know. That's how I felt, too. Yeah. He looked at her window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so he's obviously thinking of her. And it's not like he's going to actually be a father. You know what I mean? Like. He's not going to have a chance to raise this child. So I right. can't see him being like, I'm sad I don't have my baby, but I'm not thinking about my baby mother I know. in that yeah. house. That makes no sense. Plus, Max read the script. He knows what's happening in this moment. Like, there's no way he's not playing it how it looks, which is mm-hmm. I'm worried about what's going on in the house. I'm worried about mm-hmm. June, whatever. Because but- I do think maybe he's also thinking, like, are there going to be consequences for June because she did not have this baby today yeah. and embarrass yeah. them? You know? they are he he knows Serena yeah I mean I think fully that the way that Max played that was Nick worried about June Mm -hmm. yeah he he didn't expect for him to end with June and with a baby like he he's known that since the beginning Mm -hmm. and then Eden is in the kitchen with Rita and she wants to take the trash out do you guys think that was purposefully to run into Isaac or yes because she said dad always took the trash out for her mom so like it felt like she was thinking about her parents relationship so then she jumped at the chance to take out the trash because I think she was thinking about Isaac, especially after seeing Nick right. and June in their heart eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she does and he's out there and he kindly moves the gun out of the way and they kiss. And Nick comes outside like right then to smoke a cigarette and he's just watching it completely like unfeelingly. I think he's kind of relieved. Doesn't mind at all. Yeah. 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 Probably good for them. Like, oh, right? I'm off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that he's stressed about Eden's life. So I bet you he's very happy she's got something happy. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I noticed that it was her that kissed Isaac, you know, like and mm-hmm. her true believer, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was just I, I noticed when I watched yesterday. Well, I think I think it's because she's she's being a teenager here now. Mm-hmm. Like she wants that love. Mm-hmm. And like Isaac, I mean, he's an asshole. Right. But. He's giving her attention and she's a 15 year old girl who wants, she's desperate for attention from anyone, a boy. And he probably is too, because he's not, he has those needs too. And they're not allowed to act out on them. Mm -mm. Like 
at all. So I'm sure he's very receptive and as excited as she is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just don't know if she knows Isaac's an asshole because he acts nice around her and she wasn't That's there true. when he hit her with the gun and stuff. Well, he's not an asshole to her. So right. it doesn't yeah. matter, I guess. Does Isaac live like with the household or where do the guardians live? No idea. It's a good question. Uh, yeah. Because it's only like nice houses around there. They don't live in one of those. No. And Nick's got the apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. Yeah, me too. I'd love to know that. It's a good question. And so Eden sees Nick seeing her and races up the stairs. I like how he just like leaves the door open for her to come in because you know he can't <laughs> stop it at this point. He's going to have to deal with it. Uh, and he doesn't care at all. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, totally fine. It's fine. You're fine. <laughs> Not mad. Yeah, he treats her like a child. He's like, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. couple. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So she's upset. She's apologizing. And he's like, no, it's totally okay. And then she's upset. She's like, you never kiss. You never touched me. I've never been kissed till tonight. I just cheated on you and you don't care. You're supposed to care. It's the handmaid, isn't it? You like her. Why do you like her? I, I thought it was funny that she like can't fathom why he was with June. That made me mad. <laughs> that was, was like, funny. I, I felt sad for you for a second. No, I don't care. <laughs> and he says it would be suicide to get involved with a handmaid. And Eden believes him and says, "Why well, you just you just don't love me. And and he says, sorry. <laughs> Which blows my mind that she seems shocked that I know her. Right. I'm like you this girl is so naive. Like you really thought he was actually in love with you. I mean, you give him cookies in the last episode and he can't even like No. <laughs> That's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get married and have babies. So she's thinking mm-hmm. that because she's married things automatically are going to be okay. It's, I, I know it's stupid, but that's the way that she was brought up, unfortunately. But I don't understand. Um, this scene made me question, like, is love supposed to be involved, though, even in Gilead? Or is it just making babies? Like, why did she have the expectation of love? I feel like most matched marriages in other societies i don't feel like there's the expectation of instant love also but i get the sense that her parents are in love yeah i was thinking that too which maybe that's rare her parents chose each other but maybe mm-hmm. but maybe because they're what they're akano people technically right yeah, yeah. so they chose yeah. each other before mm-hmm. gilead yeah mm-hmm. so i think i think she it's probably unique maybe for her or maybe in the like akano people community maybe there is more love because yeah. they're not as yeah. regulated right so it makes sense yeah just like omar and his wife i mean they seem to have a normal marriage i guess you know because they were just ikono people like you guys said i think one thing about this scene i've heard this argument before from people who get frustrated with nick here because they think that again like he's being cruel to her and Mm -hmm. he should tell eden the truth about june and that would be the nice thing and maybe that would help i've heard this argument multiple times which baffles me because I'm like, you have a girl, she's, she's very pious. She's (laughs) brainwashed. She's 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So like, she's, she's clearly like a wild card here and you cannot trust her. She's going to turn him in for being gay. After, after like two nights of not having sex, he just like helped the handmaid not die outside. Right. During a crisis. Yeah. Right. So like she couldn't even, after two nights, she thinks he's gay. And now all of a sudden, like people think, he should tell her he's in love with the handmaid. Like, no. it, it blows my mind that people think like- And it endangers June. He's not gonna endanger June. You know? Right, why would he trust her and tell her that kind of information? Because that's extreme, like he even said it's suicide. Yep. Right. Well, 
sometimes people might think that it was better for him to lie to her. And, you know, when he says, I'm sorry, that's when she realizes that he doesn't love her. He was being honest with her. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we want as women for <laughs> men to be honest with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side, people are like, well, he should have lied to her. No, Why? I mean, that's the truth. Why would he lie? I mean, he wasn't being mean, but he's just, I don't know, honest. But he's also being kind to her by saying, like, don't get upset that you are kissing this guy. Like, you're not in trouble. It's okay. So, again, what what more do we want him to do here? I mean, even like he's helpless here because then, you know, once Eden realizes shockingly that he's not in love with her, she's just hysterically crying. And he's like sitting there like, what do I do with this crying girl? I have no clue how to handle this. And then he says, please don't cry. And she takes it as like an order and covers her mouth. And then he's like, I feel worse, right? He just can't win. Yeah, no, he has no idea how to handle her. And I wouldn't either. How could you? Well, next door, his pregnant wife is violently raped. Right. Like, so he's already got enough to deal with the fact that he knows his baby is coming into this world and he doesn't get to keep it. So like now he's got to deal with this so like I, I think he did a pretty good job considering his circumstances right I agree mm-hmm. I think Sydney Sweeney did a really good job because she was yeah she, I know that I'm supposed to feel bad but it was just like a typical 15 year old where my whole world is I mean obviously this is Gilead but <laughs> we've seen this in different shows where they start crying hysterical and poor Nick is just sitting there I mean any I think any other guy would have just walked out like okay you, <laughs> I you couldn't believe he didn't walk out yeah <laughs> something he checked out. He didn't walk yeah. out, but he checked out. He's like, oh. <laughs> but at least he's but he stayed. Like, yeah. Yeah. So then Fred comes into June's room and she's just laying there, like you said, in her handmade gear still. And she does manage to sit up probably because she's scared. Mm-hmm. And he says he's planned a surprise for her and walks her to the car, gives Nick an address and says, be back in three hours before Serena notices you're gone. And then he kisses her on the forehead and says she deserves this. Oh. oh she's so rep- she like we never see june flinch oh yeah she-, she does oh she's repulsed yeah but i also love how nick like instantly knew something was wrong yeah that was hard to watch but first yeah. there was a first there's like a blooper where nick is like laughing or something as they drive away <laughs> <laughs> i love that yes that odd smile like yeah grin yeah <laughs> definitely wasn't supposed to be there (laughs) but this car ride makes me sad though because it's the same like I said she went back to that catatonic state so like he's trying to talk to her and it's the same thing where she's too mentally checked out yeah to even like I mean this is her chance she could she could cry to him she could talk to him they never get this much time together I know I was thinking that too I'm like what a way they had three hours to get to be there together yeah what if maybe oh. she don't want to tell him? Yeah, she probably did. Have you guys yeah. ever thought that maybe that she, because she looks at him, you know, obviously yeah. she's really affected, but she looks over at him. And for a second, I thought maybe she doesn't tell him because she knows that yeah. he's going to be pissed, obviously. It's a risk yeah. too for him to know that. I mean, it yes. would break his heart. He can't do yeah. anything. Maybe he would try to do something and that would be stupid. Yeah. And I can fully understand her not telling him, even though it's all really sad like once they get to the house and see hannah i just assume that he kind of knows that something really awful happened you know that fred would allow mm-hmm. right to go see hannah so during the day while serena is like yeah like that's that's a risk for fred too mm-hmm. and nick knows that something so bad to have cracked like 
Fred's conscience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I think he knows. I mean, the way he was talking to her in the car, like, right. he was, like, pleading. I mean, what else could it be, really? Yeah. We kind of know. Well, then, I, I think, again, he saw June when she was, like, catatonic the last time, and I think he probably recognizes that. And then mm-hmm. I do think it it's a good point, though, about June probably wanting to protect him, because what are the options? Either you tell him and it breaks his heart and he can't do anything. So that destroys him. Mm-hmm. Or you tell him he gets so angry that he does something he to get killed. himself killed. Yeah. yeah. That's absolutely, those are two options. So she decides, mm-hmm. well, she had three options and she decided to take the third option. And anyway, like there's a whole lot more about to happen in her life in the next like 24 hours. So the amount of things that happens to oh my her, God. like, I don't know. Her strength is just. Yeah. So they get to this house in the middle of nowhere and they get out of the car there's another car there another suv and they're walking inside they're both just looking around all confused and i'm curious because i feel like june should probably suspect what it is because what else could it be but i wouldn't want to get my hopes up if i was her anyway so mm-hmm. i don't know you know what you know what's funny well okay so first of all i want to just point out really quick i cannot i love so much how like extra gentle nick is in this episode with her uh-huh. like in the ambulance scene where he's like holding her back in her hand and helping her out of the ambulance he's so like he's got that soft touch with her and then here like he helps her out of the car so gently and again he did the same thing the hand on her back and then holding her other hand yeah that's sweet and then like later on when he brings her into the lake house after or when those the the guardians are coming yeah, yeah like, when they're running when he the lets go of mm-hmm. her hand it's like he didn't want to let go and oh it was so i know painful. they hold on yeah so yeah. he's like I, I love that but then i also thought it was funny because he again he helps her out of the car here he's holding on to her and he only lets go of her to touch his gun because he's trying to be protective because mm-hmm. uh-huh. he doesn't know but then it was like they get into the house and then it's like well let's just let june go first yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i was like that's so strange i'm like shouldn't he go first and yeah, like, he should. See, like what is going on because then that guardian comes out and i was like give 10 minutes right but that's a good point point. and in my head like the first time i saw it i'm like 10 minutes for what like why are we not checking this out yeah that's yeah point. and it, it looks like you see her first inkling was looking down at the kid's shoes and the guardian tells her she has 10 minutes and nods towards the room and as she turns the corner into the room she sees hannah and she freezes and it's just like tears and tears for me too and it's really sad and she runs to her and drops her knees and holds her kissing her and smelling her hi hannah banana and it pans to nick who also has tears in his eyes and hannah gets scared and runs to her martha and the martha tells june to call her agnes which she does not do right no no mm-hmm. june asks if she remembers her and hannah nods and she asks if it hurt she's like did what hurt baby and she said when they hit you on the back of the head and it's just so sad because that's like what she's been living with that was the last mm-hmm. sight she saw of her mom mm-hmm. yeah. she didn't know if she's alive probably i mean maybe they told her and, and then hannah asks if she tried to find her and why she didn't try harder the Ugh. saddest line for me is i waited for you and I was yes. like, I just started oh, crying because like, can you, can you imagine every day mm-hmm. she's sitting there thinking maybe my mom will come today. Oh, and I gosh. think that's why she's mad because she, she got tired of waiting or we don't mm-hmm. know what they told her, you know, what they've mm-hmm. been telling her to brainwash her. True. I, I was talking to Violet today about this episode and I told her, I'm like, we've seen some fucked up scenes in this show. We just saw one. We've, saw, we've seen some beautiful scenes in this show. But mm-hmm. this scene for me is a one scene that 
affects me on a deeper level. Every time that I watch it or I talk about it, hopefully it won't happen now. <laughs> it, it really, it really, really, really affects me. I still haven't figured out exactly why. Obviously the acting and the, the wording mm -hmm. is amazing, but it's, it's a really difficult scene for me to like actually watch. Uh, I yeah. just think it's, a, yeah. it's your instinct as a parent, as like a mother, we do, we, we always think of our worst fear and isn't one of your worst fears, somebody taking your child and wondering what they're thinking, yeah. you know, they're going to be calling your name, you know, mm -hmm. mommy, where are you? You know that, I mean, gosh, and, and you can't get to them and you mm -hmm. know, and they're waiting for you. And just, I'm sure she's thought about that for years thinking, I wonder if mm -hmm. Hannah's mad at me i wonder if she's wondering why we never came and of course you know. she is that's the saddest part think about it as a mother like even when your child is a baby when they you know you put them in their crib and they cry for you like right. as a mother that like your your instinct is to go get your child yeah it's you know? painful it's a painful feeling when your kid is crying out to you and you can't get to them even like when you're crying it out in their room which I never did but because I couldn't I couldn't I'm like yeah, it's, oh, it's gone on 10 minutes like I'm crying now like gotta go get my baby I can't imagine no for me it's just the kid not now not understanding yeah. like thinking about yeah. the kid no. not understanding that's what I can't get past well you are their world and right mm -hmm. I mean and they think that you can protect them from anything and the scariest think. thing is that you can't and you try your right. best and then <sighs> look what happened to and they they think it's love they think what oh, does that mean mommy didn't love me she didn't right. come back mm -hmm. for me they just mm -hmm. you know it's so complicated in their yeah. minds and what hannah says just pulls more into june's guilt because i mean mm -hmm. june knows that, that there was nothing that she could have done mm -hmm. but she still feels guilty because you feel that as a mom you have to do anything to protect your, your children and i remember the first time that i saw this scene I was, I got mad because I thought that the way that they were going to go was they were going to make it seem like Hannah didn't remember her. And I was not going to be able to deal with that. I was like, give her something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And since Hannah hides behind the Martha, I was already hysterically crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they did it. They went there. They went there. She's not going to remember. And <laughs> every time that I see the scene, my husband happens to walk in and he's like, he walked in yesterday. He's like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? <laughs> oh. I'm like, it's, it's for research. I'll be fine. Yeah. It's so impressive to me that June like still like validates like Hannah's anger. Like, mm -hmm. and she like answers mm. her questions like very honestly, like Hannah knows that June is not going to be able to keep this baby. And like, mm. she doesn't lie to her, but she, I don't know. She's just keeping it together and she's just, you know, she mom. knows that Hannah knows, you know, everything that's going on. So like, I don't know. As I was just impressed by how June was able to still stay calm while she yeah. was talking to Hannah. No, she's amazing. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think, and Scarlett, maybe this is, maybe this is what you can't like put your finger on, like why this scene gets you. But I think for me, as a mother, like hearing your, your child say, why didn't you try harder? I have new parents now. Mm -hmm. um, like, I feel like you could, it cuts you like a knife to hear your child mm -hmm. say that about you, especially mm -hmm. when you know that she's doing everything she can to get to her. Right. So mm -hmm. like, I really, really love how they wrote this scene. And Bruce actually said that um, they did a lot of research with the UN to, they wanted to make this as realistic as possible as what these children are feeling like when they're separated from their parents. And I think for me, like 
knowing how much of a knife to the heart this is for June to hear her baby say this and to know that her child has been in pain for all these years and to like to be like confronted with that. But she was, she held it together, which is such a hard thing as a mother to like, you have your own pain and you have to completely set that aside to comfort your baby and give her that selfless love that she needs. And so I think like, like you said, Marigold, like her, just her strength and her patience and acknowledge, like not lying to her, you know, telling her the truth, but then quickly spinning it. So like, especially when Hannah realizes she's having a baby and she's like, yeah, you're right. I can't keep it, but you're still my baby. I still love you. You know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's just what gets me like her strength and this whole entire scene, because like watching it, it just makes me want to crumple up in a ball and just sob my eyes out. But mm-hmm. June can't do that right now because she's got to comfort her. Mm-hmm. I think she's also trying to create just at least a small memory for Hannah. Mm-hmm. She's trying to create a like a pleasant memory for Hannah. I mean, obviously she knows that it's going to be traumatic. It's going to kind of revisit old wounds for, for Hannah. But I guess she just wants her to have something so that she can remember her mother and understand that it's not that her mother left her or that her mother doesn't love her it's just for some reason that she's obviously not going to be able to understand because she's eight Mm -hmm. uh she just can't be with her mother so I mean yeah like like you guys say her strength in this in this scene is just amazing and Yalin Chang wrote it and she's um a mom of three and I was just reading what she said about like you know, and like you said, they did a lot of research. And at the time, mm-hmm. there were children being torn away in America. Mm-hmm. So it was a very real uh, thing happening. I mean, it's always a real thing happening somewhere. And mm-hmm. you know, it was happening here. But she said for a child developmentally at that age, even though she'd been prepared before seeing her mother, she would be really flooded with contradictory emotions upon seeing her. When Alfred runs in and hugs her, she shies away and runs to her Martha. She's just really overwhelmed and shocked. She didn't really know what happened to her mother. It's just sort of too much for her to process. And she has these feelings of abandonment. Uh, one of the things I was told she would replay in her head was the last time she saw her mother when Hannah in the scene said, did it hurt you when they hit you on the head? It hits off red that what Hannah has been doing for the last three years is reimagining and replaying that horrible scene that starts off the show in the pilot where she's ripped away. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's just been living in that for trying to figure out what happened to her mom. The other thing is that even though she saw a bad man take her mother away, Hannah or a child of that age would feel abandoned and angry because all she understands in her universe is I want my mom every day I waited for my mom I wanted to see her and she didn't come she wasn't there for me when I needed her that's so sad um that would make her feel angry and resentful and it would make her feel abandoned and uh the psychologist said to some extent Hannah has to write her mom off she cannot cognitively make sense of the idea that I love my mother I still love her I'm waiting for her. She's going to come. Kids have to adapt. And she had to accept her new reality. And that involves not longing for her mom anymore. And it really disrupts her equilibrium to see her again. So like, Mm -hmm. this is a very traumatic event, even though it's what June has wanted for so long. Uh, It's going to traumatize shit out of Hannah, you know? She did let her, Hannah let her go. I mean, at least, at least she got a redo and they, she did it right. like without her being torn out of her arms this time. Like, I think that's, that was important. They got a goodbye this time instead yeah. of, yeah. But it's just a heartbreaking scene. Well, well done. Y'all and really, you got everybody crying here. Yeah. I am like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what gets me too, though, like I really love, and I know this was unscripted that Nick is tearing up watching this because Obviously, this is all about June and Hannah, right? But I do think, like, 
first of all, Nick, this is the first time he's seeing Hannah for real. June, which he knows how desperately June loves her daughter. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first time he gets to see her be a mother, which I think probably makes him fall even more in love with her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also like probably a little bit of a reality check for him mm-hmm. too. No, and even June too, probably like they realizing that their days are numbered where this baby is coming. Another child is going to be ripped away from her. And like right. Nick's only child is going to be ripped away from him. And yeah, reality you know, is setting in. Yeah. Yeah. So like it almost makes, and then like they show Nick that second time looking at her. And I almost wonder if he's like formulate, like almost like in 110 where he, the second June tells him she's pregnant, he's like formulating a plan to get them out. Like, I almost wonder if that's what he's doing now, thinking like, you know, I've known all these years that June wants to get Hannah out, but like seeing this and -hmm. seeing the pain and seeing how desperately they just want to be together, Mm -hmm. you know, like. Well, I do think from this moment forth, it is a a more real mm -hmm. goal for him. I think think that it's something that he wouldn't feel comfortable leaving Gilead without now getting Hannah for June. Yeah. After he's seen mm-hmm. this, I feel like he cares for Hannah as a child as well. Yeah. Because he loves her mother that way, you know? But it's like, it's one, it's one thing knowing in your head something, but like being confronted yeah. with that reality. Totally. Like, right. obviously, you know that they want to see each other, but like seeing this visceral yes. pain between these two is just, right. it shatters your heart, you know? Yeah, and you'll never forget that. That's, yeah. Have we, have we cried enough? <laughs> but did we talk about the part where they, june asks if um they hit her oh right martha's no. like only hit her twice yeah i would fucking kill somebody yeah <laughs> that part always pisses me off like i know. like i can't have my fucking kid i i i personally don't believe in you know spanking myself mm-hmm. like and i just like to have another fucking person touch my fucking kid is just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no no okay i'm done <laughs> Yeah, and she can't Sorry. do anything. She probably feels that way and she can't do anything. And that's I know, so I know. awful. It's yeah. just so awful because, you know, she wanted her to say no, but instead she said only when I'm bad, which is like the worst answer because you think that mm-hmm. you deserve getting hit when you're bad now, right? Well, and I wonder if they do biblical punishments where they, like Serena, like mm-hmm. got the whip. I wonder if that's what they do to the children. That's why she's like only twice. I wonder if it's like oh. a event. Right. And I'm sure yeah. June is she probably like, oh it. my goodness. Yeah, like, right. They're whipping my kid, you know. I think I think we all know that children children don't always listen to their parents, and um, you know, Hannah saying only she was only hit twice for being bad makes me think that it probably was bad because realistically, I feel like your own kids. Like I think about my children, I have to usually say more than two times like not to do something. (laughs) So like if she's learning that quickly to behave and not mess up Mm -hmm. as an eight year old. Yeah. To me, that means there must have been severe enough consequences to make her make that sink in quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, she got the switch. Like it's it's like probably a biblical thing, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. I mean, I'm sure they did a whole thing and quoted the Bible, and then you know, only yeah. took twice, and she's going to be well behaved now. Terrifying, yeah. terrible. Yeah. So. And then the guy like abruptly is like, you got to go now, now. And he grabs her, like literally doesn't give her like one second. So she chases her out into the hall and they're saying goodbye, trying to say goodbye there. And she's, she's saying all the right stuff. You know, she's saying, I need you to keep yourself safe. 
try and like be happy and but me and daddy love you yeah and we'll, mm-hmm. um, we'll always be your parents because she's yeah. had new parents and we'll always love you and they're still like ripping her out of her arms and they do that they're outside they tell nick keep her inside and she runs but then nick. no but then she's like i feel like you could actually and elizabeth moss i mean obviously i know we always talk about how amazing she is but i mean she's she's not a mother in real life so mm-hmm. her acting in this scene just blows me away like she deserved the emmy for this because she was phenomenal but like when the part where um you know after she says that her and luke love her you know she's telling hannah be happy love your parents like you could Mm. i feel like you could see her heart breaking as she's saying these words to her you know and i think like it it starts to break hannah when she says all that too because she's like she's like mommy yes mm-hmm. and I, you know and then again hearing your child say especially an eight-year-old saying mommy like not mom but mommy mm-hmm. like that's just it, it hurts yeah, that's, that's when Hannah asks her am I ever going to see you again right yeah and yeah. June like looks at her smiles and she says I'm going to try like she mm-hmm. doesn't say yes she doesn't leave mm-hmm. her with hope she yeah. doesn't say no so it's just again the writing in this episode is just amazing and something that called my attention is the way that lizzie keeps holding on to uh hannah's coat because for me that was her kind of holding on to this moment and trying to ground herself with all probably all the emotions she was having in this moment and so i feel like it's also her being a mother because she can't do that so like what can i do for her i can tie her a little yeah 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 i noticed that and so yeah so now hannah is getting increasingly like upset and yelling mommy and crying and they're ripping her out of her arms again like last time and they take her outside and tell nick like keep her inside and he tries that for like two seconds (laughs) i love that i love that it's like he he barely tries and he's like all right i'm done i'm I'm not doing this (laughs) so she runs outside and drops her knees and she's holding hannah and this time they give her the space that they should to properly say goodbye and because she wants to do it on her own terms she doesn't right. want her to be left with that memory again of like they got they they drove all this way they got to meet like that's what uh-huh. pissed me off about this guardian like i understand these are harsh people but like you're watching this don't you aren't you a human with a heart like can we just say hey, I think hey guys wrap it up like <laughs> i think it's because something happened yeah i think somebody's coming and they know that's why they had to rip it up mm-hmm. so I, I do think that it was abrupt because they got noticed that somebody was on the road or something but maybe not. Maybe it's just an asshole because a lot of them are. Could go either way. So yeah. So this time she's able to properly say goodbye and tell Hannah to go. Um, and just it's a nicer parting. But and she holds it together until Hannah's in the car and they start to pull away. And then she just breaks like as broken as she's ever been, like as devastated as I've we've ever seen her. I see a parallel here too. Like, you know, we've all heard this. So people love to say that June is selfish, right? And she can be sometimes but what to me i see a parallel here to really to nick actually the way you know we just talked about the last episode how selflessly he loves her and that's what we're seeing here like june is not being selfish she's like i said earlier she's sacrificing like her own pain and feelings to make sure she can give her daughter this good memory even though it's still traumatizing i don't know i just it's the selflessness i think is just Again, which make what makes this scene so powerful, just like we felt in the last episode, seeing Nick be so selfless with June. It's 
it's powerful. And again, like I've said it before, it's biblical love. This is what the Bible preaches that Gilead does not preach, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that from Serena, no. you know, <laughs> at all. Really? We don't? <laughs> so she's on her knees in the snow and nick runs to her and apparently drops to his knees but this is another place where a wide angle would have been welcome i would have liked to see him on his knees in the snow holding her but i do love how she clings to him like like hannah was clinging to her but like even more so she's just devastated and she's holding on to him so tightly and he's holding on to her so tightly and he's kissing her head and it's it's like completely heartbreaking scene, but the love between them. It's a beautiful scene. It's also really beautiful. This is honestly like one of my favorite Nick and June scenes. Mm-hmm. Because, well, first of all, I'm obsessed with the cinematography in this scene. I know it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love how like their, their dark colors and like Nick's dark features contrast so much with the snow. But anyways, I really, this is truly, I mean, there's so many favorite scenes I have, but this one, I don't know. It hits me hard because like you said, she's clinging to him. He, I love that when he hugs her, he does that thing where he's holding her head. It's so mm-hmm. protective. I know. And the bonnet like comes and comes off. Mm. Like he's covering her head. Yeah. She's clinging to him. Like he's kissing her forehead. He's closing his eyes because he's in pain. Yeah. Watching mm-hmm. this. And I, I feel like this is probably one of those scenes in the entire series where the love between them is so palpable and like it's so Mm -hmm. strong Mm -hmm. and it's like she's so raw in this moment you know Mm -hmm. and so vulnerable and he just like he loves her through it and you know he's hurting too and again like this is a reminder of what's going to be happening very soon and I just this coming after you know seeing June and Hannah together which is so powerful and then you add in this scene where the love between them is so powerful like it just yeah yeah I love it so much. And he's, he's the only person that she could, she's ever been vulnerable with, you know, and it's so perfect that he's there so that she can be, and she can experience this awful pain. Anyway, I hate it, but I also love it. Like you said, I do Mm -hmm. rewatch this part of it. I don't watch the Hannah part um, very often because it's too hard, but Uh, anyway, Nick is all of a sudden like, wait, you got to get up to you and you got to get up, which is when you know they're on their knees because then they have to stand up because there's someone coming and he still like very gently like guides her inside, but quickly they got to go. And when they get inside, he has no idea what to do clearly. And he's like, okay, all right, all right, hide. I'll be back. And like you said, they like linger, like he doesn't like overhand until he like absolutely has to. And he goes outside and tries to like cover and the guys don't believe him. I think, does he try to like karate? Yeah, he does them? some little move. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he saw the guy pull the gun and he pushes it down, which is like, oh, what is whoa. <laughs> um, and then that's why the gun goes off like on the floor. They drag an unconscious Nick into the car. What happened? And it's very upsetting for June because the number of things that happened in the past 24 hours is insane. Hannah's been ripped from her. Now Nick's, we don't know what's happened to Nick and they drive off and she runs out after them. I, I think she'd like to go with them. What, what with her options and with Nick being in that car, but uh, too well, late. Then they took their car too. Yeah, exactly. So there's no mm-hmm. car <laughs> and she's on her own in this very beautiful scene. And that is the end of the episode, right? Well, but they do that. Why they do the um, what's it called? The drone shot yeah. where that's like they're showing they're trying to show there's nothing around here. So she's yeah. deserted. Right. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I looked up that license plate and I was really excited at first because it was like 910 and what popped up was like tarot cards, 910 meaning. And it said, this angelic sign asks you to act selflessly. Think of others first. Think of the well-being of your loved ones. But then I opened the link and it also meant like a hundred other things. So it's just be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry False alarm. It sounded nice at first. Okay, I think that's a wrap on our spoiler-free analysis of season two, episode 10. Come back tomorrow for a Shining Girls episode and on Wednesday for our deep dive of this episode. If you're a longtime fan, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Come on, Ginger. What the fuck? <laughs> I said it. You know, I think about us, the three of us, what we could be. I think about it all the time. Please, it's terrible. No, it's not. I know Jim. She's my friend. I care about her. How's your day going? You look pretty. Thanks. I wore it just for you. Her father's a driver named Nick. He helped me to survive. Yes, you can, because I can't lose you. I'm not gonna let anything happen to you. What about you? Your girlfriend is a badass. <laughs> <laughs>